The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to be inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. You'll find all you need in a light that shines. Believe in yourself Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome once again to our upbeat radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. This is the Hour of Power, and my name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are always so thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches here on the Airwaves with you every single week bringing you positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel in life. So we want you to get ready to pump your energy, 
love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams. And we have three rules for the program as well as for life. And, Heather, you always have them. Definitely. We want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to take that chance to be wild and crazy. And, of course, we want you to pick up books that maybe you haven't read, Then those books keep this show on the air. They benefit the charity Be the Star You Are that brings you the show. One of the books is the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, and other books include Be the Star You Are, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Business is Show Business, and Miracle Moments, and a new book by an author we'll be talking about today, which is 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. Well, we're going to be talking about three big topics today. The first is a cancer checkup. Has cancer stricken your family? Any of your members, are you at risk for this disease? We want to give you a checkup that could save your life. In segment two, we're going to travel to Paris, and it is a book called A Cool Calm, Paris Between the Wars by author Patricia Daly Leap. And it visits an era of idealism and innovation when Paris was the cultural capital of the Western world. I was really entranced by this book, being the Francophile that I am. And uh, Patricia is such a wonderful writer, known as the literary lady. You're going to love that segment. And then in our third segment, we are going to learn to jumpstart our success with author and speaker Bud Belanich, who's known as the Common Sense Guy, and he has summarized 42 really simple ideas that can get your career and your life on the right track, and especially in these tough times. So a really great show for you today, and we are excited that you are with us. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Operation Haiti Relief, shipping books, games, and puzzles to victims of the earthquake to make a donation to pay for shipping costs, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org and click on Donate. It is tax deductible. And this is by John Wooden. Heather found this quote, this miracle moment. Things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Heather, don't you love that quote? I love I love that. It's just just screams optimism. Yes, yeah, screams <laughs> optimism, and that's the way we really have to live, and as I was saying to Heather, I was so um, privileged because I went to UCLA. I actually knew John Wooden and many of the players that, that he coached, and he really was such a motivational and inspirational person. And this speaking, before we get to our topic and talking about your health and, and uh, detecting cancer and how to be, to be healthy, is that uh, I saw a fabulous movie this week again. Last week we talked about Alice in Wonderland. This week I was invited to a premiere of Dream, from um, DreamWorks and Paramount. They invited Screen Actor Guild members here in San Francisco to a premiere of How to Train Your Dragon, which I am not uh, usually a huge fan of animated films. I much prefer people. This movie is phenomenal, and you really want to go see it. The CG, the computer graphics, is amazing, so realistic. The moral with that we, it's really the story of be the star you are, Heather. You know, it's really about being your best self, your only self, your unique self, and not worrying about having to be like everybody else. And then it also talks, it really shows how to be compassionate and loving and that things aren't always the way we think they are. So go out and see how to train your dragons. And I suggest 3D, IMAX, again, I'm in love with that. <laughs> I know you are too, right, Heather? 
Yeah, no, I told you that this whole, I, I had my first 3D experience with Alice in Wonderland, and I just loved it. I'm so all for the 3D movies now. I know. It's really a wonderful, wonderful way to be entertained. So well, there's just a, a plethora of great movies out there right now, and, and interestingly that many of them have this fictional fairy tale, you know, from Avatar to Alice in Wonderland to this How to Train Your Dragons, but they all have great morals and great lessons and Thoughts, very thought-provoking, and as you were saying, talk about optimism, true optimism. Well, cancer, the C word, I mean, just saying it puts fear into our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. But what is cancer? What can we do about it? And are you at risk? Well, first of all, cancer is the uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells in the body. It's also known as malignancy cells, and there's a lot of different symptoms depending on the cancers that you get. But I know Heather, as normal, has done tons of research, and we really want to keep you healthy and give you some of the signs, some of the symptoms, and how you can prevent it. So, Heather, go ahead and take it away and bring us some of your research. Yeah, well, definitely. And as you said before, the C word. Uh, it's a scary thing. There's and there one thing that's so hard is there's so many different cancers. There's so many different symptoms. There's so many different causes. Uh, one of the most, the biggest factors is family history, which again is just saying that just you know where does it all start? Um, why are things more prevalent today? A big thing is free radicals, the food we eat. Um, it's not almost. It's not really that. It's things are more prevalent today is that due to modern science, there's more testing, there's more awareness, um, you know, there's more things knowing that, you know, a stomach ache could actually be ovarian cancer. And there's so many different things. And the four, um, there's, when I was doing the research, I think there's like 30 or 40 different kinds of cancers. It's unbelievable, um, isn't it? Because we only think of the common ones, but yeah, the there four, are many, the, many more. Exactly. The four most common cancers are lung cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, and colon cancer. And I feel we've talked about um, almost all those, except one we didn't, I felt we haven't really done before with colon cancer. Right, colon, we haven't. Rectal cancer. To focus on. And so I wanted to find out more about that um, because it's kind of, you know, it's, it seems there's something as your colon, that's something people often talk about. Um, or, you know, when it comes time to get that testing, it's a very invasive way for them to look, but it's so incredibly important. And um, uh, colon cancer is the third most common cancer for both men and women. And it's estimated that 100, um, 130,000 people are diagnosed with this disease every year and 55,000 people die of this disease every single year. Um, so the average age is usually 60 to 65. Um, but again, things that, you know, your family history is so important. There's so many different cancers. Um, never, never, you know, count yourself out. Is that, you know, with a lot of these cancers, breast cancers, ovarian cancer, and that's something I'll get into too with, um, especially in my field of work, there's a lot of, um, of, uh, of women specialized to women, I um, mean, you know, the OBGYN kind of uh, cancers um, that I'll get to in a minute. But genetic factors uh, play a huge thing with colon cancer. And some of the, some symptoms um, can be blood in the stool, diarrhea, constipation, anemia due to so much blood loss in the stool, loss of appetite, fatigue, 
um, the way they can screen it is they can do blood tests. You know, to have you do a, a stool sample where they'll dissect, um, dissect the, the stool sample as well, and they can do a colonoscopy. Uh, with those, it can be kind of you know invasive, um, but so important. And, and those, you know, I wanted just to say something to jump in there about a colonoscopy. Though it is so much more important to do a colonoscopy than to do something that's halfway, because contrary to what most people think, you, you are. You, uh, it's really not painful because they give you a, uh, a shot that not only anesthetizes you but actually puts you to sleep. So you're usually out for the procedure uh, unless you want to be awake for it. So, you know, you just wake up and it's been done and it is the best way to check for that kind of cancer. Exactly. And, you know, and the, the great thing is no... Um, you know, cancer, once cancer is there, as now we, we don't have cures for these things. So if we catch them early, early detection is always key. You know, that's why I ask, you know, women to check, you know, for breast cancer or, you know, the big thing, um, and there's always, recently there's come been a lot of uh, criticism and a lot of controversy regarding you know, breast cancer and cervical cancer because before women were asked, you know, every year to get a pap and that, you know, every couple of years women were going in for um you know, have their breast exam, well, now they're delaying the ages. But it's always just good, just you know your own body. Talk with your doctor. Be open and honest about things. And with, you know, what, um, you know, the, the one thing women hate, you know, going in for their pap, um, every two years if you have a negative, and every year, you know, to follow if something does to come back, um, what they're screening for is they are looking for um, cervical cancer. And the biggest thing is they're looking for HPV, which we've talked about on so many different things and how there's, over a hundred different strands of HPV, but the four we're concerned about are the two that cause cervical cancer and the two that cause genital warts. Um, and with you know, uh, with ovarian cancer and with cervical cancer, we call them silent um, silent killers because there really are no symptoms. It's not like those things. You know, it's not like a stroke. It's not like a pain you feel as something coming on. Um, by the time you know, uh, the the biggest symptoms are you know, bloating or a stomach pain. Um, but not something so bad. So a lot of times people just think, you know, it's indigestion or maybe, you know, it was this or that. Um, so it's just, you know, if you have questions, talk with your doctor. Stay up about these things. Again, family history um, is such a big thing. You know, One, I wanted to say something, though, about you said earlier about uh, the importance of knowing your body, and I think all yeah. of us really do know our bodies if we listen to it and pay attention. But sometimes we overlook things, and there are um, symptoms that are kind of generic, that there are certain symptoms that can happen with most cancers. And so if you have these symptoms, it would be really great to get a checkup and just double-check. You know, it's forewarned is forearmed. And that is, if you're having chills or fatigue or fever or loss of appetite or just a general malaise, or you get night sweats or weight loss, and this is all really something different for you, you should see your doctor. So even though some of these other cancers, like the cervical cancer you were saying, doesn't have really symptoms, they do sometimes have some of these involved. So if any of that happens, if, you're, if you gain weight quickly or lose weight quickly, something's going on in your body. So you definitely want to check with your physician. Yeah, and it definitely has some other things, uh, some interesting cancers. I thought one was esophageal cancer mm-hmm. and your esophagus. Um, so many things you don't even think about, you know, and that's just from the wear and tear of acids, of smoking, alcohol, um, can lead to this high-fatty proteins. 
um, and stuff like that. I mean, throat cancers it can just be horrifying. I don't. Uh, is it Robert Ebert um, that, who that used to do? Yeah, and uh, it, sometimes you don't even smoke, and you get these kind yeah, of cancers. And I saw an interview recently, and it was just so. I mean, he has just so much. I mean, gives you so much hope, but. Cancers like that, they have to remove, you know, they have to remove the cancer and just the disfiguration. I mean, you can well, no longer... I wanted just and- to say that, you know, cancers can develop in almost any organ or any tissue. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though we think of the big cancers, it can be the lung, the colon, the breast, it can be skin, bones, it can be in the nerve tissue. But a couple of causes that they know, and it's interesting, besides chemicals that, we, that are in the environment... There are mm-hmm. certain poisonous mushrooms uh, that can, uh, and there's an actual poison that grows on peanut plants wow. that is called an aflatoxin that actually can cause cancer. Certain viruses can cause cancers. Radiation, tobacco, we already know. Um, too much sunlight, of course, with uh, skin cancers. So there are certain things that are um, that do cause them. And as you were saying, the one of the most important things that we can do to prevent our cancers is to be aware of what's going on and then also don't smoke and drink in moderation and wear sunscreen. Those are some of the big things and get your checkups, right? The the key things are always is, you know, not to have a healthy diet, to have a healthy lifestyle. Uh, uh, The sun is great. That's where you get vitamin D. That's where it boosts endorphins. But always wear SPF. Be cautious of it. Don't go to tanning beds. Um, don't smoke, drink in moderation, eat a healthy lifestyle, you know, eat well, eat fresh vegetables. Uh, again, you know, and, and one thing we will cover in a soon tea, uh, tea for two topic is about this new health care that's going on in America. Cause the big we thing will is- cover that. And with that, Heather, we are going to have to uh, go to break, so give out the website. Oh, most and definitely. We'll do another show that will be on health care and keeping healthy. Exactly. We always run out of time here, but um, if you want to check out the website, as we said, another great way to stay active is to keep the mind active and do some reading. So go to BeTheStarYouAre.org, BeTheStarYouAre.com, uh, Carmony Clutches, both with a K, uh, .com, or MySpace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. Well, thank you so much, Heather. As always, when we come back from break, we're going to go to Paris. And we are going to be talking with Patricia Daly-Leaf with her book, A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars, as well as her other books that she has written. It is a fascinating story. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're a seeker, a dreamer with courage to give. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. 
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7822. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. For staying with us, you'll be happy you did with our next guest. My purpose in providing you this radio program is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the producer, writer, director, and star of your own life. And, of course, I really want you to read some great books by very fascinating authors. Sometimes you don't know about them. And our next guest is the literary lady, Dr. Patricia Daly-Lipe, and she has penned five books, Messages, from Nature, Forbidden Love, A Cruel Calm, Myth, Magic, and Metaphor, uh, La Jolla, A Celebration of Its Past, and her new memoir, All Alone. But today we're going to be concentrating on the historical fiction of A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars, which was life before annulments or contraceptives or the acceptance of homosexuality. It was a time when life was very exciting and also tumultuous. Welcome, Patricia, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, I am honored to be on your program, Cynthia. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. i got to tell you, I've already emailed you this, but I love this book because I am a Francophile. I studied at the University of Bordeaux, so I was completely engrossed and enamored with a cruel, calm Paris between the wars. There was so much in it that I had no knowledge of. But I want to say from reading your bio, it appears that your upbringing and your personal life and that of your family experiences were intricately interwoven into this complex story that is, you know, part fiction, but I was like, what part is fiction and what part is fact? You, uh, you're bicoastal, you did a ton of research on this. Will you elaborate a little bit about your early years uh, before you became a writer and how they inspired writing this book, which has uh, been an award-winning book. Thank you. Well, it took 15 years to write, but what I wanted to tell you is that the segue is amazing. It's almost prophetic. My mother died of cancer of the colon. Did she really? She did. And she died when I was 18 years old. She, um, When she was diagnosed, I was only 15, and the doctor said, don't tell her, but there's no cure. 
Well, and she died right after you had your coming out, right, your debutante? Exactly. I did what she wanted me to do, and thank goodness I skipped eighth grade or it wouldn't have happened that way. Things happen because they're supposed to, I think. Because uh, well, I did. Very, I knew um, that your, she, your mother really died when you were young, but I didn't follow know in her the footsteps so and her very... mother's footsteps. So I was presented to society, as they call it, you know, with my debutante party in Washington, D.C., but my mother's life, when I was 18, um, you know, I was still, in those days, you were still a child. Today, if you're 11, you're an adult. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> times have changed. But in those days, you, she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me what her life had been like before I was born. And so I found out uh, afterwards, doing a great deal of research and spending time living in Europe and uh, talking to people who knew her and doing research on that uh, time period, which just was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I wish so much that she had shared more information with me. Well, because the characters that you developed in your book, A Cruel Calm, they had to be so based on your mother, grandparents. You know, I mean, uh, there must have been so much of that because they're so well-defined and they're so enmeshed in the society of the day and the, the morals and the questions and what to do. Was this a dilemma that happened to your mother? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that's why and the she uncle didn't tell me. that you did <laughs> finally meet is your yes. uncle in Rome. Um, and, I, and, she, and I did do a tremendous amount of research. I knew a little bit. What's spooky is I wasn't exactly sure where she lived on the Ile Saint Louis. She did look at the apse of Notre Dame Cathedral from her apartment. And I was walking with my husband on the Rue d'Orléans on the Ile Saint-Louis, and I had a feeling about one of the buildings, and there was a big porte-cochere, and above, leaning out of the window was a gentleman, and in my best French, I tried to ask permission to come inside. I had a feeling about the building. The gentleman was very nice. He was willing to come downstairs and open up the big door, and he invited me to come in and actually see his apartment, and as I walked through the corridor, it was dark. You couldn't see anything. There were stairs at the end that we had to go up in order to get to his apartment on the third floor. But it was dark, and all of a sudden I stopped in the middle of the corridor, and I pointed to the left, and I said, C'est là où habite la concierge. That's where the concierge lives, I said. And he looked at me, and he said, what? And I repeated it. That's where the concierge lives. Uh -huh. And he said, how do you how know you this? Know? And I said, I don't know, but is it? And he said, it was... 50 years ago. And that was the time that your mom lived there. Yes. And, the and how did I know? I mean, yeah, how did well, I know? to give a little bit of backstory here. We are talking to author Patricia Daly Life, who is known as a literary lady, and her books are amazing. Her writing style is amazing. It just sucks you in from page one. And the book we're speaking about is A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars. And if you, like me, are a fan of history, a fan of of France and especially Paris and the life of the artists and the um, the the aeronautics and just the society as it was the cafe this is such an amazing book but the backstory was she was a debutante in Washington a very affluent family she gets married crosses the Atlantic on a ship thinking this is going to be her wonderful life and go ahead and tell what happens with the marriage how it's never consummated well you're giving it away <laughs> okay so should we not give anything away 
No, I, think um, I don't want to tell story. the whole story. I'd like no, to encourage people to buy the book and find out, but book. she she did find out to her shock that that her marriage was never consummated for certain reasons, and she uh, she immersed herself in the society that was Paris between the wars, which was just an amazing period in the history of creativity and on all levels. And above her lived, of all people, James Joyce. And was that a part of the truism? Did James Joyce actually live above her on the third true. floor? And and uh, Gertrude Stein and meeting her, that is true. And Natalie Barney being um, actually my great uncle's uh, stepdaughter, that is true. True. And what about meeting Joseph Campbell? Uh, Joseph Campbell, I stuck in there because I had met him. <laughs> yeah, oh, you met him. Oh, very uh, interesting. Uh, Joseph Campbell, so well, I had to put him in there. <laughs> landed during this time, and and she was actually out at the airfield and was able to see him. She was able to see. Uh, what was really amazing is that Charles Lindbergh arrived at Le Bourget Airport, and yes, she was there. That's all very true, and what is really amazing is that years and years later, my father who is not in the, well, he is sort of in the book, yes. Um, my father actually was working at Consolidated Aircraft, which became Convair, and then um, was right next door to where the Spirit of St. Louis was actually built in San Diego, California. I mean, you know, if... if Talk about coming full circle. Yeah, full circle, and then I was born in San Diego. We lived in La Jolla, and uh, it was just, it, it's just incredible. To find, I actually met somebody who had worked on the Spirit of St. Louis. So some of the facts that I put in the book, my editor took many of them out because you have to keep the story going, and you can't put too much in. But some of the facts that I have in the book have never been published before. Well, I love there was a uh, there was a saying, a part in there that you said that I thought was amazing. That at the execution of King Louis the Sixteenth, I think it was, yeah. that he said, you know, that it was gonna, he was gonna rise again, or the Louis will rise again, and so with Lindbergh's um, landing in France, it was the spirit, uh, the spirit Saint Louis of Saint Louis. Back. Saint Louis. Yes, it was exactly. really. You really have Saint Louis that- throughout the book. I mean, she lived on the Ile Saint Louis. And so, you know, you have the, the, it permeates the entire story, yes. Which is a wonderful little island. That is just, it's probably the most, one of the most charming places in Paris. And as I explain in the book, it used to be the Ile des Vaches, which means which the island the of the cows. And uh, that's, <laughs> and it was uh, just, you know, just cows grazing on this little island, and it became the most beautiful, beautiful spot to live in in all of Paris. Well, how, what I wanted to find out is in reading the book, I mean, what I like is that it's just so filled with history, and obviously now you're sharing with us that so much of the person persons that you talk about in the book she actually did meet they really did have these soirees and oh yes thing but she was a very strong woman for her time as well and she was really part of that initial women's movement did she strike you as that kind of person growing up after what she had I, I wrote a paper about my mother when I was in seventh grade at the bishop school in La Jolla California and my teacher told me that it wasn't real and the reason she said that is because I held my mother on a pedestal. She just was an amazing, brilliant lady, um, and it was so sad that she was never able to persevere um, any endeavor where she could be recognized. She, she wasn't raised that way, and so she didn't. But uh, had she lived today, 
Uh, I think it would have been a different, a different lifestyle for her. She was just an incredible lady. Beautiful, intelligent, yes. I think that you are, you are continuing her legacy because you are an author and an artist and a speaker. You are, you majored in philosophy. There's a lot of, of philosophical quotes throughout the book. I love the quotes at the beginning of every chapter. And I think you, you impart that, that grandiose that she was. And you're living that. You're in a living example of that, Patricia. Oh, I'm so flattered I can hardly hold my head up. Thank well, you. Well, <laughs> no, but it's true. And I love that, no, I you appreciate know, it. La is such a most beautiful place. And you really are bicoastal because you were living in Washington. You were living in La Jolla. You got educated there. Uh, and then you got to live in Europe. So yes, so I also went to school in Belgium, and then I lived in Rome. And, you know, that's what the memoir covers is the, the period when I was left all alone and what I did with my life for those years of being a late teen and early 20s. And tell me something about, um, you know, yourself and being in Rome and then meeting this great uncle of yours. How has the Catholic Church fit in to all of this today? Do you have a... Well, I, when I was in Rome, my great uncle was the only American canon of St. Peter's, and I, you know, I had an opportunity to meet... Uh, there oh many many people uh, the king and queen of of Denmark um the pope um you know all of i mean it was just an amazing experience because of my great uncle but and then i converted to catholicism from being an episcopalian but later when i found out what happened to my mother i didn't know at that time what had happened to my mother and when i found out i left the catholic church i just i just couldn't accept what it you know, to it's her. really interesting that you say that, Patricia, because I'm I'm uh, raised Catholic and uh, have also been, you know, had some great experiences meeting the Pope and doing all kinds of things. But I'm reading your book and I'm reading the way this is panning out. And then my newspaper, The Catholic Voice, came, and I was so angry at the Catholic Church mm-hmm. for their because they're just it's they're not bending, they're not flexible, they're not uh, open-minded, and it. Also made me wonder of what's going on with what's the present. What's going on with these men? It was, of, um, child it was two ruled by men. Yeah. So in any case, this is a book that uh, it is so intriguing that if you want to have the history of this time period in France, which is what is it? It's about nineteen. 19- 19 to the mid 1927 to 1939 and it covers everything from writers to artists to to the creativity that took place in the in 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 flying uh, with the airlines. The cost was in there all about aviation, uh, all the different artists that she gets on the first flight to go across the Atlantic Ocean. You know, which took off from from the water. Actually, it was Pan American, and they took off from the ocean outside of uh, Portugal and, and was uh, landed on, on the water. That was true in too. That, she was on that first flight of Pan Am. On that first flight. Oh, well. So, you know, I mean, uh, it, you know, it was just an amazing era. And and as I said, if you if you had uh, if you wanted to have anything to do with the creative endeavors of that era, the, the, the capital of the world was Paris at that time. Although in the background. There was a war that never ended, and that's why it was a cruel calm. It was a calm that was cruel because the war was going to reignite, and it did. Well, and in and 1939 this is, is when she left. I, in Ooh, reading there the we book, are, World War II, which was really a continuation of the Great War. It, that's exactly right. It just never. It, they traded one, you know, one dictator for 
another dictator. And also you touched on, you know, how many creative Americans had moved to Paris to be part of society, but also how many ugly Americans had come to Paris to spend oh, money. Well, prohibition, so they came to Paris to drink, and they made fools of themselves, and the, the dollar was strong in those days. And so, you know, you could have very little money and go to Europe and be able to spend lavishly. And that's really where the ugly American came from, I think. I think so, too. And she, she was in Paris. Thing. And when I lived in Belgium, I had the same problem um, because we were going through the Congo crisis and everything else. And, and being an American wasn't exactly popular, so I used to just say I was from Canada. Well, <laughs> I can see doing that. Well, you know, we're already running out of time. Well, we're going to have to bring you on again for your other books. But I oh, wanted to I'd mention love that. that All Alone is your next book coming out. Yes, and it'll be out next week, actually. Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe we'll have to come back on the show. And so this is another memoir which I'm looking forward to reading. I'm sure it's going to be as extraordinary as A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars. The website for Patricia is literarylady.com. This book we've been talking about today is A Cruel Calm, Paris Between the Wars. I highly endorse it, highly recommend it. It's just a great read. Patricia, you're a fabulous writer. You really know how to define the characters, bring them to life, and make us part of the story. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and all the very best to you. I love what you're doing to pass literacy to children. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we always say here, to be a leader, you must be a reader. And so we want people to read books, and we want to get books into people's hands. So thank you for helping us do that. Absolutely. I'll join you on that one. Yes. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking with the common sense guy, Bud Belanich, with his new book, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. We all want to be successful. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns deep within. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. 
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying with us, where the authors, experts, and pioneers on the planet come to talk and listen. Bud Belanich, he is a contributor to the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. He is a board member of Be the Star You Are. He is a national speaker and businessman, and he wants to give you some free gifts and some some really good experiences and success. His new book is 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success, and each of the rules summarizes a common-sense idea. We, you know, we do call him the common-sense guy about your career and helps you just get your success going the way you need to. Welcome, bud. Welcome back, I should say, to Be the Star You Are. Well, hey, Cynthia, how you doing? I am very well, and it's always so good to have you with us. You are such a great supporter of Be The Star You Are. We appreciate you so much. And more well, than that, I just love all your uh, your business acumen that you bring to our listeners. So you have this wonderful book, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. And I know that uh, you want to give the listeners some of the tips that you have out there. Of course, the first rule of all rules, it's my favorite of all, is to break the rules. <laughs> exactly right. You know, I think that uh, one of the things I think that, um, you know, this is part of a series, 42, there's a whole series of books called 42 Rules, and they're, they cover a wide range of topics, things like career, things like uh, money management. Um, there's a great one called 42 Rules for Working Moms. And so if people are interested in these little books, um, they can just go to 42, the number, 42rules.com. And, you and know, so I... the whole idea of the concept was to uh, be able to present information in easily digestible bites. Now, you know, and that's what I really love about the book. What you just said is it's, so right. it's a little book. It's a small <laughs> little book that you can sit down and in an hour you can get through, but each chapter is jam-packed with a really profound tip that you can utilize today. And to me, that's really important. One of the rules in there was uh, rule number nine, find a mentor. And this, to me, is very critical because it's hard to ask for help. But when we can get a positive person to help us out and to give them some of their life experiences, this can be crucial to our success. Well, you you know, you're so right. And, you know, it, and mentors, it's not as if you have to have one in your career. You can have lots of different mentors. And you can even have mentors that don't even know that you're mentoring them just by watching them and observing them. And I don't know if I've ever told you, but I think of you as a mentor to me because I just love your enthusiasm, your positive style. 
the way you approach the world, the enthusiasm that you bring to it, is inspiring to me, and so I think of you as a mentor. Well, and thank I, you, Bud. Thank you. And, well, and, you know, I like that you say that, is that we don't – that's a wonderful way to look at it, is that people that we – feel are making a difference or doing something that we also want to do, even if you don't know them personally, you can follow them. You can watch how it is that they work, and that it can also be a mentorship. Of course it can. You know, and I, you know, you went to UCLA, and, you know, John Wooden had, you know, had a, wrote a book recently, and one of the things that he talked about was mentors, and he had said, you know, hey, you, you don't have to even have uh, – you know, any kind of contact with somebody, you can observe people from afar. Well, you know, it's funny because the quote uh, that we had at the beginning of the show, our miracle moment for today was by John Wooden, who uh, I did have the privilege of working with and knowing when I was at UCLA and working with the, I was a Bruin Bell and I worked with all the basketball players and John Wooden. So he definitely had a big influence on me. (laughs) You were a Bruin Bell? I was a Bruin Bell. Go Bruins. <laughs> All right. You know, they didn't even get in the tournament this year, unfortunately. I so, know, uh, the, the Pack 8. Here we go. Here we go. Well, let's get back to your book. We're talking to Bud Belanich. He's called The Common Sense Guy, 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. And he really knows what he's talking about because he is a businessman that has been coaching and consulting with companies literally for a lifetime. Uh, Another rule uh, that I'm jumping around because obviously we can't get 42 in right now, uh, but that I truly believe in, Bud, and I love so much, is your rule 22, become a lifelong learner. Like I have made my car a rolling university, as Brian Tracy always likes to say. I don't go anywhere unless I have, you know, books on tapes or or um, right now I'm listening to French because I want to just, I don't know, I was reading i was reading Patricia's A Cruel Calm. It made me homesick for France. And so I really think becoming a, a lifelong learner is one of the keys to major success. Oh, you're so right, because I tell people, look, if you're not learning today, you're not even staying still. You're falling behind. What a it's, good you know, point. Half-life of knowledge is, you know, is, is so short. Things are moving so quickly that, you know, we have to all keep learning. And, you know, I'm fortunate, and and I'm like you. I have an inquisitive mind, and usually when I see something that is weird or strange, my first comment is, well, that's kind of interesting. Let me learn more about it. So I know that not everybody's like that, but I do think that that's a great mentality to want to develop. The whole idea of, I tell people, when, when somebody starts to speak and you think, man, that's really bizarre, or that's really dumb, or that's really weird. What you really should do is say, listen, listen closely, listen hard, because I'm probably going to learn something if I do this. And so I think it's so important to keep learning and growing, because A, it helps you build build a successful career, but more importantly than that, it helps you become a better person, a more successful person, a more fulfilled person, a more interesting person, and somebody who can be of more service to other people in this world. Oh, that couldn't have been said, you know, any better. I, I really love the way that you look at that because it is all about serving other people. And I know I meet people, and I, when I'm coaching people, sometimes they say, oh, I'm so sick of learning, you know, if I have to learn one more thing. But the thing is, is you are right. If we are not moving forward, we're moving backwards. We're not even standing still. So no, we no do have to just, 
you know, suck it up and learn more. And it's very exciting. Like, for, for me, technology is just fascinating to me. It's fascinating. And it feels like um, the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know and the more classes I want to take. So it's, I think it's so fun to learn, you know, to stretch yourself into areas that make you uncomfortable. Another important role, and we were talking about this at the beginning of the show, is how health is wealth is to live a healthy lifestyle because when we don't eat properly or exercise properly or or get our, our checkups or just, you know, live a life that's positive, uh, we tend to go downhill. And if we don't have our health, we have nothing. Uh, you know, I agree. Again, I you know, when I say live a healthy lifestyle, for me, uh, relates to the idea of one of the competencies I think everybody has to have, and that's being an outstanding performer. You have to basically perform well if you want to succeed. So if you're going to su- if you're going to be a good performer, you have to be able to at least be at the top of your, you have to be at the top of your game physically as much as possible. And you know, I I'm not like somebody who's an exercise fanatic, but I love to ride my bike uh, in the summer. I like to get out and walk. I was a rugby player for over 30 years. Um so I think that yeah, I know for myself that if I eat well, and sometimes when I travel, I find that I don't eat as well as I should, and, you know, I feel a little sluggish. So when you eat well, if you exercise, um, you get a little bit of that glow to you. You, have, you. you feel better. You feel more on top of your game. Your head feels more clear, and you can perform better. And I think that it's really, really important uh, to, tr- to not necessarily to become a triathlete, but to become somebody who lives a lifestyle that isn't sedentary, that uh, doesn't involve lots of alcohol or drugs, and doesn't involve you know lots of uh, bad food for you. And if you do that, you find that your eyes are going to be clearer, your complexion is going to be a little more rosy, but more important, your head is going to be really uh, sharp, clear, focused, and you'll be more in tune and better able to be a lifelong learner if you feel good and you live a healthy lifestyle. Well, you know, and something you're saying is uh, is really critical, too, is we are attracted to people who exude health and confidence and happiness, and when we're healthy, we tend to be happier. And so when we're healthy, we can also help people more. So it's very important, especially today as we're getting to know more about uh you know, organic uh, eating or drinking clean water, et cetera, we have that opportunity to choose to lead a healthy lifestyle. And so instead of, you know, do we rush into the fast food restaurants or because we're by computers all the time and we're not getting exercise, just by doing a little bit, it's going to help a lot. Another mm-hmm. one of the rules that, um, well, they're all very, very important, but some of them just stick out to me, is to know yourself. Get to know yourself. Who are you? What makes you tick? What are the decisions that go from your heart to your head? Wow, this is a big one. A lot of people, I don't think they're really aware of who they are. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that's important for success in life are relationships. And we all have to try as hard as we can to build strong relationships with everybody in our life. And the more strong relationships that we build, the more successful we can become. And I do think that an important part of building relationships, one of the first things, is understanding yourself. What makes you tick? What do you like? What don't you like? Uh, what makes you happy? What makes you sad? 
And then once you start to understand that, as you meet other people, you can say, well, how is this person similar to me or how is uh, she different from me? And so then you can start to adjust your behavior in a way that says, okay, how can I be most influential with this person? Sometimes it's harder to be influential with people who are really similar to you than it is who are different. Uh, sometimes uh, people who are different from you, you have to adjust your behavior. Uh, I'm a big picture guy. So when I, and I happen to do a lot of work in manufacturing, so I deal with a lot of engineers. So I know myself that if I'm going to be successful and influential with a lot of the people who are my clients, I need to be able to take that big picture and break it down into more meaningful steps. Knowing that about myself makes it easier for me to understand what other people need, and so then I need to take the step to say, well, they shouldn't be like me. Uh, I need to be able to adapt to them and show them that I'm trying to pay attention to them and their needs. So it's not just understanding yourself. It's understanding yourself so you can better understand others and adapt your behavior to meet them and their needs. See, there's a, that's a very interesting perspective, too, because a lot of people tend to think that we all need to, you know, if people are like me, then I'm going to like them. But it, as a business person, it really is about the benefits that we bring to the other person. And switching it around is something that we need to learn how to do. We are talking to the Common Sense Guy, Bud Belanich. His book is 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. And I just wanted to um, have you go ahead, Bud, and tell people how they can purchase 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. And that um, through the end of the month, that you're going to be donating royalties to Be The Star You Are charity as a donation, and people can get some free gifts. That's absolutely right, Cynthia, and I'll tell you what, not through the end of the month I've decided uh, that you do such good work and such important work uh, that uh, I'm going to donate the royalties for uh, all of 2010 to uh, Be The Star You Are. Well, uh, now, thank that doesn't you. Mean That's wonderful. Should- People shouldn't procrastinate on buying the book, uh, but I mean, so there was some incentive to get people, you know, through the end of the month to buy the book. But really, uh, I, w- I want um, the, your charity to benefit from this because I think that I, I love what you're doing. I think it's so important. Uh, literacy is important. Working with people who have had less opportunity in life is important. And so I, I love what you're doing, and so I want to support you in any way that I possibly can. Uh, the second thing is there's two ways to buy the book. Go to Amazon.com and search for either my name, Bud Bilanich, B-I-L-A-N-I-C-H, and you'll see several of my other books there, or search for 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. You can well, also and you have written many other books as well. And, the, and this one, though, is really great because, again, as you said, it's short, it's simple, and uh, when you're going to be giving some gifts of like a free ebook version of your bestseller, Straight Talk for Success, which is one of my favorite books of yours. Well, thank you. And yes, I, I, I'm giving that gift. I'm also giving, um, I believe, uh, the ebook version of a book that I wrote. It's called I Want You to Succeed. And, you know, quite frankly, what I tell people is if you buy the book, just send me an email, bud at buddelanich.com. And I'm not going to ask for your Amazon.com receipt or something, so I trust you. And say so you want your free gifts, and I'll send you a copy of the ebook version of uh, 42 Rules. I'm sorry, uh, Straight Talk for Success, 
Um, I'll send you the ebook version of I Want You to Succeed. And quite frankly, if you've looked at any of my books on Amazon and you're interested, I'll send I'll, I'll include the ebook versions of those too because you know, I like to write, I like to share my knowledge and And um, you're a good guy. <laughs> you're just a you're a good guy all the way around. Well, I think you're a good lady and Well, thank uh, so you. Let's give out your that. website again. It's budbelanish.com. That's B U D B-I-L-A-N-I-C-H dot com. And again, the book we're talking about today is 42 Rules to Jumpstart Your Professional Success. One of my favorite books that Bud did is Straight Talk for Success, which is all about being successful, too, and a little more in-depth than 42 Rules. Uh, so you'll like it, like that one as well. But again, you can go to Amazon or go to his website. And he is the common sense guy. So it's not... It's not uh, Words you don't understand. It's just common sense, good stuff. So, Bud, thank you so much for coming on again. It's always a pleasure. You are so great. It's You are just a unique human being, and I'm, we're really thrilled to have you as part of Be the Star You Are. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, it's, it's always so great to uh, speak with you because I've said many times, you're, you, Cynthia, are the brightest star in my galaxy, so my day is always brightened up when I uh, speak with you or get an email from you. Well, thank you, Bud. Well, you keep shining on because you are a star, too, and I want to thank all our listeners for joining us today here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We hope you've enjoyed the program as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you. Remember that you are one of a kind, that no one has ever walked this earth with your exact combination of inquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, frailties, or experiences. Turn your setbacks into stepping stones. Listen to the voice within you. Realize you have a choice because you have the greatness to persevere and to lift yourself and to be the star you are. And until we celebrate next week, go out into the world and be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style thanking you. Visit Be The Star You Are at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thank you, Bud, for joining us. Thank you, listeners. And thank you to Ruben, my engineer, for today. See you next week. And your spirit strong. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to give. Every special part of you. You're an Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 